live from the ESG Tower in ESG City. It's a Woke Wednesday edition of Business Pants. Joined as always by ESG Lurking and Matt Morningstar Mascardi. Am I allowed to say that? No. (laughs) I (laughs) am malarkey. I'm just, I just suck. I suck. (laughs) You didn't write it? today's... I like how my default when I forget to write something is I suck. That's terrible. <laughs> Whoa, that's that terrible. is terrible. <laughs> didn't want to in, repeat yesterday's. In today's triple stitch denim bag called March 23rd, 2022, Damien talks about stuff. Matt rants about climate while in a climate controlled environment. And Emma, would you rather's all over the floor oh. and the wall. Oh. Seriously, I, don't know what that I didn't mean to, to get it on the wall, just the floor. <laughs> Clean up, clean up after yourself, Emma. Uh, come on, let's do this. First, an update: Howard Schultz's welcome back to Starbucks. Remember, Howard Schultz is back. The first Howard. vote to unionize in a Seattle store just happened, and it was unanimous. Woo! The store, known as Broadway and Denny, after the intersection it sits on, is just a ten-minute drive. From Howard Schultz's uh, company's headquarters there in Seattle's So Do neighborhood. Is that right, Matt? So Do? What is I've that? never heard of So, so Do. No. I, does that make believe? <laughs> yeah, there's no So Do. I don't know what that is. Yes, yesterday's election is the first to be held following Howard Schultz's announcement that he would return for his third stint as CEO, vowing to rebuild relations with baristas, a.k.a. busting some union ass. Did he hug baristas? Was he going to hug them? A Starbucks spokesperson said, we are listening and learning from the partners in these stores, as we always do across the country. From the beginning, we've been clear in our belief that we are better together as partners without a union between us. And that conviction has not changed. God, I love listening. (laughs) I really do love listening. Starbucks chair Melody Hobson wants to listen too. She said last week, we made some mistakes here. We didn't listen. And we need to do that. You know who else is listening? Disney. (gasps) Paul Richardson, Disney's chief human resources officer. A a man is a chief human resources officer. Disney really pushes this non-diversity thing. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure how that's real. Uh, Ready for this? He said the company canceled a leadership meeting in Orlando and also canceled a planned diversity event scheduled for April so executives could spend their time listening to employees, according to three executives who listened to his presentation at the town hall. Perfect. (laughs) Canceling a planned diversity event so they can spend time listening to their employees' who are talking about things like, oh, I don't know, diversity. Oh, well. I don't get that one. That, that's a weird one. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I understand. Uh, I don't, I don't what is he listening also, to? I think CEO he meant Bob listening, he's listening to his Walkman. That's what he meant, listening. Okay, but maybe keep the planned diversity event. I mean, well, don't cancel that one. I, I don't <laughs> also, I don't CEO Bob, Bob Chapek and his senior leaders will conduct a global listening tour. Oh. And meet with employees in the United States and internationally. A global listening tour. Matt, <laughs> who do you think will be the opening act for that one? Will it be Nirvana? Maybe the Beatles? 
What about Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> uh, I was hoping you'd go with ACDC, but they're less dead. Uh, is it is it me or when Starbucks says uh, our belief that we're better together as partners without a union between us makes it sound a lot like can't we just stay boyfriend and girlfriend like or or boyfriend and boyfriend or girlfriend and girlfriend can't we just do that why do we have to like get married like it's, <laughs> why do we need the marriage between us it does sound like they want it, it out also, like it's it also sounds like they're I'm being break dumped. Up. Like, yeah, it sounds like that someone's broken up with them, but they refuse to leave the house. <laughs> they throw all their stuff on the lawn. Uh, look, I have a huge update for us. Are you ready? This week just got bleaker for 75% of U.S. listed companies. That's Good. right. The SEC just announced a proposal... The U.S. companies should be disclosing how sucking dinosaur juice from the ground might actually contribute to securities risk. Wow. It's the climate change okay. disclosure rules. They just proposed it. Okay. It's a proposal. There's going to be an open comment period now, which I highly suggest everyone comment, even if you just comment and you write but or whatever. Just mm. comment. It's, it's for fun. Here's the gist of the proposal, all right? The yeah. gist is pretty, it, this is the high level. There's 530 plus pages of proposal. Number one, companies will disclose their emissions, scope one, two, and three. There's some carve outs and some stuff, but the SEC actually listed some places you could learn about like calculating your emissions oh. and what numbers are supposed to be out there. I read it and I thought, ESG jobs, baby. Because right. someone's got to calculate this stuff. They also said they want yeah. those emissions verified or audited. They wanted some sort of like process Shocking. to say these are accredited emissions. I don't know. It sounds like I we we should all get new jobs. We should go do that. We're should we just do that kill the show now? Just <laughs> let everybody go apply. Number two, companies will disclose some words about how they think about climate change. Short, medium, huh. long-term words strategy words business model words basically something more than a lawyer writing we recognize climate change sucks a little bit more discussion about what they actually okay, think okay. and how it's going to affect them number three okay. the impact of climate change on their costs and stuff Ooh, that one seems obvious number like four one. how climate change risk is managed if mm, at it's all not. if at all with any target set now, I remember, like this. Yeah. the SEC is not saying it should be managed. They're just saying, say if it is. This is all just okay. say some stuff, okay? And my favorite, right. it's the last one here I'm saving for my favorite, which is who manages climate change risk? Mm. Putting the who back in, what the who well have you been doing, you jerks? Wait, what do you mean? Who, they want to know who? Is that it? The proposal, Yes. The proposal yeah, okay. actually says they want to talk about the board members identified oh. in charge of climate change Stop. risk board or committee. Ready? Yeah. Okay. The proposal, like I said, is 530 plus pages long. I read it. I'm exhausted. It was like the shittiest Harry Potter novel I've ever read, <laughs> which arguably was book two. I thought that was the worst. Oh. A lot of the proposal is how and where to disclose stuff. This is disclosure. This isn't prescriptive. It's just disclosure and sort of how to mm -hmm. do it, okay? 
but there were two awesome sauce pieces of the proposal in my my opinion my favorite part starts on page 100 and it's about board oversight here are the hot quotes and i do mean hot quote require a registrant to identify any board members or board committees responsible for the oversight of climate related risks pop quiz damien over (laughs) under yeah over under for the number of women and black people who will be identified is it a hundred percent ninety six percent won't that just be like i'm guessing more more women than black people it's just gonna be isn't this the next like hr it's the head of hr absolutely it's the board version hot piece number two quote require a description of the processes and frequency by which the board or board committees discuss climate related risk jesus stop the frequency is my favorite part like when yeah when, when like carl showed up to the meeting and talked about how it was like way hotter last time using the scottsdale hilton he's pretty sure he's got a sunburn that counts right count it frequency <laughs> one climate yeah. we talked about it and don't f- and don't forget the jokes in the winter when when the temperature goes up and it's like what you know like, what about climate change? Oh, uh, well, thank when, God when for climate change. And they're like, like yeah, how about that yeah. climate change? Frequency. Exactly. One. Hey, that counts. That, <laughs> that counts. counts. <laughs> Count it. And my favorite was, quote, require disclosure of whether any member of the registration's board of directors has expertise in climate-related oh, risk. How dare you? Disclose. This, look, even- they're just asking to disclose. It's like, I, I, I'm right. sure... They're just going to say, like, Tony has a very good rated Energy Star refrigerator. That counts as climate change risk. That's all they're looking for. It might. It actually might. That's all they're looking for. This actually is my favorite for a simple reason. It is finally a litmus test of bullshit that we can measure. We here at Free Float are measuring it. We created. Yeah, we need more of this stuff to measure. Thank you, SEC. We created a measure of board member sabermetrics. Uh, based on who they are, what they've done, the roles they have, that kind of stuff. We answered the question, who wins the room? Who's the most influential? It's win shares, but for boards. Does everyone look to the old guy with the ear hair whenever there's a big problem because he's like the son of the founder? Or do they look to somebody else? Or is it like egalitarian? How does it work in the room? What's the dynamic? We... We managed to get a number for this. So we can say, like, Satya Nadella is worth 30% of the board decision-making. That's a real number we really developed. We have it for every board in the entire world. This is yeah, real call stuff. us. Call us for that number. Not just that number, because what we can do with that number is ascribe career performance on any number mm-hmm. of metrics, like how responsible is a board member for that decision to cut 20% of their employees? Or... Who was responsible for keeping the molesty CEO around? We can actually answer that now. It's not just some like, like oh, it's the ephemeral board. We can say that dude is responsible. Wait, you're saying? I think what you're saying is the board is made up of individual people. Is that what you're saying? These are actual people. It's weird. Yes. Yeah. We're treating them like MBA teams, and we can tell you (laughs) who's who's actually good or loud. Which is fitting. Because they all seem to have MBA degrees, so it's it's fitting. I Ooh, like it. Nice. Oh, pun? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that was. One of the things that we measured was carbon. In fact, yes. what we can tell you is we can tell you who are the low-carbon 
directors and the high carbon directors. Directors who've ruled over companies where carbon emissions went up and carbon is spewing all over the place. I'm going to give you right here yeah. top three directors to watch if they disclose they, they are disclosed as carbon experts <laughs> well, according to yeah. the SEC rules. If I these love, people... I love, I love how people, we this became a commercial. It's like an infomercial. I love this. Well, it's uh, I, I, I'm, Someone's I see I blended it. It's a seamless. Somebody's got to sell. Yeah. If these people are picked out as the climate yeah. expert on the boards as part of the SEC disclosure rules, that's your litmus test for bullshit. They're not that. Okay. okay. Ready? All right. Ready. Yes. Let's start with Ronald Mittelstad. He sits on the Waste Connections board. Waste Connections. What is that? I think you need a different name. That's like the worst corporate yeah. name I've ever heard. Is that like shit pipes connected <laughs> to each other? What is that? Yeah, they just, I think that's right. I think that was the first name and they changed it to Waste Connections. <laughs> Ron, Ronald Middlestad has a lifetime 5% increase in carbon emissions to his name. And we can blame him over that period for emitting the equivalent of all of Pepsi's emissions in 2020. That's right. Wow. Ronald okay. equals Pepsi yeah. worth of emissions. That guy. I don't know what that means, but it sounds him. impressive. Okay. Do not ask him to reduce carbon. He doesn't know how. <laughs> how about Lawrence Chapman? Yes. Chappie is a fellow McGill alum. Chappie. You'll be oh. happy about that. He's the chair of the Digital Realty Board, which... If you think that's weird that the digital realty board, which is like a tech company, has high carbon, mm -hmm. you'd be right. Chaps has the dubious distinction of having the highest influence and 1.8 million tons of carbon to his name in the last five years. The equivalent of Home Depot. Chappie equals Home Depot in carbon emissions. You see what I'm doing here, people? I'm telling Kinda. you how responsible individual people are on the board wow. for emissions. That's like what I'm doing here. Chappie has only ever seen carbon go up. If someone says that guy's good at climate stuff, no, he's not. Last okay. is Vicky Holub. Holub uh, uh, Vix is on the Lockheed Martin board. She's also mm. the CEO of ICANN and Buffett's favorite company, Occidental Petroleum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're buying a lot of that. Yeah. They're billions, five billion? Yeah. She's mm -hmm. got a solid 4% increase in carbon over time and can okay. claim responsibility for a full year of Carnival Cruise equivalent emissions. Vicky. Oof. Sounds like a lot. Not a climate expert. Okay. That is my favorite part. I have more to say, okay. but yeah. I don't want this show to go on 19 years. Because <laughs> okay. the, my Wait. favorite part, I'm going to bring this up yeah. on Friday, on the Friday show. Okay. One of my favorite parts about this was Hester Pierce, SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce's dissent. And I'm just going to read you right now yes. the headline of the dissent. You ready? Okay. Mm -hmm. Huge props. This is the best. We are not the Securities and Environment Commission, at least not yet. <laughs> Hester Pierce got passive aggressive in the headline. That was well, like the most. We are not the securities environment. What's wrong with that? I don't. What's What's she getting at? What's she, uh, what, what would be so bad? Like, 
she basically had a five-part descent, and she's like, uh, she cleverly took the E in SEC Securities yeah. and Exchange Commission, and she swapped and it, it out. Into environment. Did you see that? You see and that would, swap? What would be so wrong? What would be so wrong there? And then there's a dash, but then there's a dash, yeah. and it says at least not yet. Like, yeah, why? Like, why would we uh, hold these corporations <laughs> responsible for anything? Why? Why would we bother? Responsible. This doesn't hold them responsible. This really just asks them to write some stuff down. Right. I, I know writing tools are hard to come by right now, but that's, that's all that it really asks for. There's a lot more to cover. We'll go to it on Friday. But uh, now, you know, right now, yeah, I really believe this is the beginning of the nutrition label revolution for corporate existence. We will finally know that the number one ingredient in a company is corn syrup. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> Um, can I just say that uh, we're leaving a lot of material on the table today. This is how this is how genius we are, because uh, you just dropped a huge part of your story. I'm just I'm dropping 550 words uh, where I was going to break down the, the the leadership structures at Citigroup, Match Group, and Bumble. Uh, we'll get to these later. But look, I mean, look what's even the stuff that we're not talking about is better than the stuff that everyone else is talking about. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and we have nothing to show you to prove it. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, okay, let me uh, end on this before we get to Emma to actually have a little fun around here. I wanted to report on this because I, I just I have, a, I have a call to action. Uh, deep fake meat provider Impossible Foods has named Peter McGinnis uh, as its CEO. Peter McGinnis, formerly of Shabani. That's right, the Greek yogurt oh. of Shabani. Uh, founder Pat Brown will step down from the CEO role, but stay on in a post titled Chief Visionary Officer. Okay, got it? That's the background. <laughs> I Can I do that here? The, no. I'm here to help you all out because the article missed four very important things. Okay, four things. First, stop with this Chief Visionary Officer bullshit. That just sounds like keeping the founder around to collect a paycheck. So, okay, enough yeah. of that. We're done. Hester, get on that. That sounds <laughs> like made up. Sounds made up. <laughs> Number two, I'm calling a mulligan here on Shabani Pipeline CEO hires. Listen, people, fifty percent of leadership at Shabani are women. I know you're shocked, but yes, they are women. So the next Shabani Pipeline CEO hire needs to not be a dude. Okay, here's a good choice: Michelle Brooks, Chief Strategy Officer and Treasurer. There, I made it easy for you. I like okay. that. That Number was easy. Number three, the number three, the chief information officer at Shobani has the same name as the Twitter CEO. Whoa. Parag <laughs> Agrawal. They call this a double Parag with cheese. Well, oh, first and last. Well, first name, that's not a story. I'm a first name only. <laughs> okay, so I here's guess. my other call to action. After someone hires Michelle Brooks as CEO somewhere, hire Parag Agrawal of Shobani as CEO somewhere else because we need to have two CEOs <laughs> named Parag Agrawal. I'm not going to explain why. We just need that. Okay? Yeah, we, we really just need that. I didn't that. know I needed it, but I knew. And finally, the fourth thing this article missed is that I love Greek yogurt, not just because I'm half Greek. I just love, I love Greek yogurt. I can't That's believe it. that wasn't in there. <laughs> all right, that, that's all I got. Emma, Emma come on, us. help us out. Right. us out. Help us. So, welcome back 
to a classic round of Would You Rather, Business Pants Edition, yay! I am going to give you some Would You Rather prompts based on today's headlines, and Matt and Damien will make their choice about which one they would prefer. There is obviously a correct answer that I will dictate and reveal once they have made their choices. Obviously. I will read the headlines first, and then I will give you the Would You Rather prompt. As always, if contestants have any contextual questions, they are allowed to ask them, but I retain the right to refuse to answer. (laughs) I won't. All right. I love this. I love that she gives us permission to ask questions. Yes, I do. Number one. Here are the two headlines first. Headline number one. Goldman Sachs CEO DJ D. Saul is playing a set at Lollapalooza this summer, adding Ooh. to his list of high-profile DJ gigs. Headline number two. <laughs> yeah. Lollapalooza still exists? Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, the SEC won't free Elon Musk from his Twitter sitter. And now for the prompt. Would you rather mm. be Elon Musk's Twitter sitter for a week yeah. or... Go see every set DJ Saul plays yeah. this year. That is your prompt. Oh, oh wow. Geez, that's so easy. That's so easy. Well, first of all, DJ Saul yeah. is going to be on an epic tour because he's opening on the listening tour for Disney, I think. So I am well, deep in. Well, that's a weird in. one. Yeah, because he... So he is providing a chance for others to listen. So he... He can't really listen. Although I guess he probably has headphones to listen on the track. Yeah, he's, he's got headphones. It. He's actually it's on the phone I'm the whole time by this. selling like uh, futures. I think that's the way that works. <laughs> I, I'm just glad that he's not busy in his day job. It doesn't sound like his day yeah. job is very challenging. He wants that's, everybody that's to come news. back to the office because he thinks they're unproductive while he's at Lollapalooza this spinning. Is true. Spreading COVID, yeah. Uh, this but, one's easy for me. I yeah. I, I don't want to be anywhere near uh, a sweaty uh, Goldman Sachs CEO as he gets some kind of like weird nepotizy spot in a in a failed uh, a concert that existed <laughs> when I was like a teenager. I don't I don't want to be anywhere near that situation. I don't want anyone to splatter me with their their Molly induced hurl or I. I <laughs> in fact, I like uh, being a Twitter sitter. For a week, I'd like to be his, his permanent Twitter sitter. I, I mean, I, <laughs> oh, no, I'm willing. Wouldn't. I'm willing. Like, I, I'm willing. I, I, I'm ready, Elon. I'm ready. The exact ready. opposite is the correct answer because there is, I have three children. I do not need a fourth big baby billionaire child who I have to be <laughs> oh, like, maybe that's it. Elon, are you, is that a phone in your... Put that phone down. Elon. <laughs> Elon. Maybe that's it. I said it. put it My down. My kids are getting older. My, put you that know phone what down. It is? I, I must miss having little kids. That's why. My <laughs> kids are getting older. You, because you know you're going to... It's not so much just sit... Be, like watching him do it. You're like He's going to be up at like four in the morning doing it. And I you're going to be in bed. And you're going to be trying to sleep. And you're going to like get an alert on your phone. And it's a tweet that went out from Elon. you got to get up. You sign into his account. Delete the tweet. And then go into his room and say, I said go to bed. What are you still <laughs> doing up at this hour? It's I I've done that already, not with the Twitter, but with children. I'm de- I'm out. I want DJ <laughs> Emma, who's D. Right? Saul all day. The correct on, answer is to be the Twitter sitter. There are two reasons for this. Number one is yes. directly about me. Mm. So I've never been to a music festival, oh. and my first one could not possibly be to see DJ D. Saul. That feels like a never. crime against humanity to some degree. No. Yes. It's- no, it is absolutely a hate crime. And number two, nothing sounds more amazing to me than telling Elon Musk that he can't tweet stuff and get paid for it. I'm with Damien on that front. It sounds great to oh. me. See, that's I the, get to deprive yeah, him like of that. something Matt, he loves. See, 
Worst see job where, ever. See where you're we're going wrong. with that? Give me the second yeah. one so that we can we can get to a right answer. All right. You're number wrong. two. Here are the headlines. Headline number one. Captain yes. of Russian oligarchs 85 million dollar super yacht stuck in Norway says crew is catching and barbecuing fish after local suppliers refuse to refuel the vessel. <laughs> Headline number 2. That sounds delightful. The manager of Blue Origin's yeah. rocket engine program has left the company. Here's your would you rather. Would you rather okay. be the captain okay. of a Russian oligarch super yacht or be the replacement manager of Blue Ugh. Origin's rocket engine program. Ugh. 100%. I don't even need to think. Uh, super yacht. Like, whoa. Uh, really? I, out, the, uh, yes. Hmm. 100%. I know what? I, I have a little, I've developed a few, I have a. I have an eye condition. I have a, so I have a, my peripheral vision is diminished. So I have a fear mm. of parallel parking super yachts. I do. <laughs> I, I, I so I don't know if I can only go fear. forward. Can I have like a a sub captain? Do they have a sub captain on a sh on a super yacht? Can I have like yeah, a Sioux mini captain? captain? They call if I them. Can, like, okay, if I can have a Sioux captain. Yeah, I think that would be called your first mate, perhaps. Yeah, there you go. Okay, first mate. okay. If I can have a Sioux captain, then I'm yeah, I'm gonna agree with Matt. I'm gonna go with that because I love having a barbecue in Norway. I've never Honestly, done that, but I, I love the idea of it. The last thing I want is Uncle Hefe calling me up asking when the next space dildo is going to launch with Pete Davidson in it because yeah. he wants a piece. I will I add. Didn't... Yeah. I will add between between me and you and Hester Prynne. Uh, sorry, Hester <laughs> Pierce. I always think Hester. <laughs> uh, I don't actually know literary. how to. I don't actually know how to build a rocket engine. I'm just laying it out there. You can disclose that in our proxy, Matt. I don't have any clue it's how to disclose. Just like it's done, 99 percent of, ro of U.S. Expert. public directors uh, uh, who don't have any climate risk uh, expertise, <laughs> just like them, I don't know how to build a rocket engine. There, that's yeah. I'm with you. You are right both, what is the right answer? You are both correct. The answer is the yacht captain because I would ultimately feel less icky driving mm. a boat around for an oligarch than build rockets to further enrich an oligarch. Because let's be clear, they both are. Uh, that's it. That's all I got for Would You Rather today. Emma. Yes. Emma. Yes. How dare you? You're... Your tub is a boat. That is not a boat. It is a super yacht. Get I'm over sorry. it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. How dare you call it a boat? That is Emma Boat Lurking and Damien Eye Condition Rollis. I am Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I am Matt Miscardi. We are Free Float Media. If you like this, come back tomorrow. We're going to have more nuggets for you. But we'll also be here on Friday with a lot more to discuss. We'll talk to you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.